0: The process of buying a vehicle hasn't changed much over the last 30 years until now. Carbiza is the world's first app to harness the power of AI to accurately predict your best financing scenario, all while keeping you anonymous. We'll be chatting with many people who are here to help, to guide you, to make it easier for you to understand. That's what this Carbiza podcast is all about. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and joining us is Kevin Wong. It's our job to guide you through the exciting, complex world of buying a vehicle. And on today's episode, joining us is the VP of sales and co-founder of Carbisa, Nick Samaha. Hey, Nick, how you doing today? What are we talking about?
1: Well, I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking, Bryn. Uh, you know what? I think it's really important today to touch on trade-ins or whether you should sell your vehicle privately.
0: Well, where do you want to start with that?
1: Well, you know what? Obviously, consumers have many options when they're trying to dispose of a vehicle, right? So if they want to upgrade a vehicle or really buy something different because of maybe their needs has changed, they should really pay close to attention to the options available to them. So they can either trade it in, and there's a significant advantage when somebody trades in a vehicle. We'll touch on that here a little bit later. They can sell it privately. Or they can sell it directly to dealer if they're just not happy with what they're seeing out there in the market, right? Because sometimes uh, you can do better uh, doing that. Now, really, when it comes to trade-ins, it's going to be based on your personal circumstances, right? Uh, you've got you've got to look at uh, some of the some of the issues around trade-ins versus selling uh, privately, right? So you really got to look at see if you've got time to sell privately. You got to consider, for example, whether it's going to be a hassle or not. Are you up for the potential liability? Because just imagine, you go out and you sell a car. Two or three days later, uh, it breaks down, and now you may have may be may involved in a legal action, even though that individual may not have a leg to stand on. But you still got to deal with a, with a you know potential legal action. Uh, you got you know is your car in good condition or not? Do you owe more on your vehicle than what that vehicle is actually worth? Because sometimes you may have very limited options when that happens, especially if you don't have the cash to pay down that loan. Right, So you may be stuck at trading in. So whether you sell privately or trade it, it's all going to be based on your personal circumstances. And we can touch on that here a little bit as well.
2: You know, what's interesting, Nick, is is, uh, I'm in the process of looking at selling or trading in my vehicle right now. And in the past, I've always known that if I sell it privately, I'm going to make, I'll I'll get more more money for my vehicle. Yeah. But then it's the hassle. And that seems to be the... Factor, in my opinion, or in my experience, what has swayed me from selling privately versus uh, trading it in. Are there any other benefits to trading it in?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. As you know, when you go to trade in a vehicle, I think we've all done it in the past, you basically drop off that vehicle, hand over the keys, and it's off your hands. The dealer will deal with everything. Yeah. But the most significant advantage, uh, Kevin, of trading in a vehicle is that, uh, basically, you're only going to be taxed on the interest differential. So, as an example, you've got a $30,000 vehicle that you're trading in, and that's the value that the dealer is giving you for that vehicle, to, only to buy a $40,000 vehicle. You're upgrading a bit. You're only going to have to pay the tax on that difference, on that $10,000. So in Alberta, because we only have GST here in Alberta, it's a 5% tax advantage, mm. uh, where in some of the other provinces, it could be as high as 15%. For example, maritime provinces in, BC, in uh, Ontario, it's a 13% tax advantage. So what that means is that $30,000 vehicle value you're getting from the dealer. Uh, in Alberta, potentially, you'd have to sell it for thirty dollars just to break even with what the dealer's giving you right? And for example, in the Maritimes, really, you're looking at, uh, at $4,500. You'd have to sell it for more than $34,500 in order to break even with respect to what the dealer's giving you, even though you're only getting 30000 So that tax advantage, you really got to visit that and see the impact of that on, on basically on your new purchase, right? So that's a significant one. And if that tax advantage is significant, really, you're not having to deal with all the hassles that come with selling it.
0: Well, that's the big thing. And Kevin uh, pointed it out so eloquently earlier is that everybody's looking to do this quickly. One of the great things about the website is that it's very helpful in doing that, but are there little tricks or anything that we can pass along to people? It seems like it's uh, it's pretty, pretty smooth sailing here, Nick.
1: Yeah, you know what, with Carbiza, the thing to keep in mind is that, you know what, you're anonymous. You can come in, find out what your trade is worth, what you qualify for in the market. If you let us know what you owe on that vehicle, we'll show you the tax advantage as well so you can see the actual value that you're going to get for that car. Now, you really have to be careful when you're trading in your vehicle because, of course, there's some disadvantage right? You're going to be shown the trade allowance versus the actual ca- cash value. And I can kind of break it down for you here shortly. Sure. When it comes to some of the disadvantages that you're dealing with uh, when you're at a dealer trading in your car, you're always going to get, frankly, a lower amount, typically less than wholesale. The reason that you get less than wholesale, Bryn, is really the v- the dealer never truly pays over wholesale for a vehicle. So he's got a couple of options when they're looking to purchase, right? So he's either purchasing from auction, where he's paying wholesale, other wholesalers. Uh, when it comes to leasebacks, that value of that vehicle is predetermined, uh, frankly, uh, right? Because it's all about the residual value. And ultimately, the last option for them is to buy to bring a deal uh, vehicle in through a trade-in. When they're looking at that trade-in, when it comes to valuing it, they have to account what it's going to cost them to get it frontline ready. Uh, for example, a two-, three-, four-year-old vehicle, you may get 1500 to 2000 less than wholesale because that's what it's going to cost them to get it, frankly, to a point where they're able to sell it. And remember, a dealer has to deal with regulatory bodies. In Alberta, it's ANVIC, Ontario, it's ANVIC, BC, it's VSA. And they mandate that the vehicle is in certain condition. For example, windshield's got to be in good shape. The tires can't have less than a certain amount of tread. Nor can the brakes. The brakes have to be have to meet certain specs. All of that typically costs a lot of money, and that's where that fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars less than wholesale comes in. Because when they spend that on the vehicle, they'll get it to wholesale value. Uh, the difference between wholesale and retail, they gotta account for their frankly their overhead. The commissions they have to pay to their salespeople, and of course, they're not in it to just break even or lose money. They got to make some money, and that's where that comes in. So, when you're trading a vehicle in, expect to get less than wholesale. With Carbiza, we uh, will show you, frankly, the trade-in value of the vehicle. We'll give you a range with an average. You let us know amount owing. We'll show you the tax advantage, your equity position into that vehicle. So you have a pretty good idea before you walk into the dealer where you sit when it comes to your trade. I know it's a mouthful, but I, there's a lot that happens <laughs> that has to be considered around trade-ins.
0: I'm just amazed you guys are able to kind of put that all in one package because that's a that's kind of, that's kind of stuff people don't think about, Nick.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. You know, there's so much more. Uh, to a trade-in. And we can get into it maybe on the next podcast when it comes to an equity position of a customer trade and things to consider. Because to me, they're they're all tied in. Uh, Really, you may not have an option if you're in a position where you have your car is worth a lot less than the actual loan on it, especially if you can't pay the difference. At that stage, you have to trade it in almost unless you can retail it and make a lot more money on it by retailing it. The, The 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 brand, the model, of the vehicle justifies that uh, that maybe you retail it, right?
2: I never actually knew that that was an option of just selling it back to a dealership. You know, yeah. that's, that's really news to me now.
1: Yeah. So as of recent, uh, Kevin, uh, truly, there's been a lot of, due to the shortage of inventory, there's a lot of tools online that basically can help you or allow you or open the opportunity up for you to sell directly to the dealership. Frankly, you could do it at any time. You just drive up to the dealer and say, hey, uh, I've got this vehicle. I don't want to trade it in. I'm just selling it back to you. And the nice thing about actually going down that route uh, is that you're going to know exactly what your vehicle, what you can get from a dealer. And it pays to shop around because you still have dealers out there that, uh, you know, hope the heck that you haven't done your homework and they're going to try and steal that trade from you. You know, there's a saying out there when it comes to finance really he who knows the least pays the most, right? Well, this is gonna cost you the most because you haven't done your homework. So when you shop dealers to find out where you're gonna get the best value, you might be pleasantly surprised where you're gonna get an honest dealer out there that's actually gonna give you what the vehicle's worth and now it makes sense to trade it in. The one thing you have to keep in mind is if you're replacing that vehicle, it's gotta be worth it that it makes up for that tax advantage. Because remember, if you're in the Maritimes, that tax advantage on that thirty thousand dollar vehicle is forty five hundred bucks. That's forty five hundred dollars that you're gonna less that you're gonna have to finance, try and come up with, and what have you, right?
2: That's a great point. You know, that, that's something that I, I actually didn't consider in, in 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 my previous car purchases. So that's very valuable, Nick.
1: You know, well, sorry, go so, ahead. You know, you finish. Yeah, know I was just going to touch a little bit on, you know, things to consider when you're trying to sell your vehicle privately, right? Not everybody's cut out for it. And again, you know what, it takes a lot of time to go through that process. And sometimes trying to sell your vehicle privately could take weeks, if not months, right? It's not just as simple as listing your vehicle, right? You got to worry about screening those calls. Uh, now, 85% of people looking to purchase a vehicle today need financing. Part of your screening is going to be: Do you guys have the money to actually buy this vehicle? 50% of the appointments that get set up, you're going to end up with no shows, right? Uh, when it comes to test drive, you got to make your, sure your insurance company will cover the other person test driving your vehicle. You got to make sure they have a driver's license to test drive your vehicle. You got to make sure you, uh, you know, when you're going for a test drive that it's during a safe time and it's in a safe place. Never go alone for a test drive. Now you're going to have to make sure you've got a friend available to come with you or a family member. Assuming it all goes well, uh, really, now it's time for the inspection because we all get those private vehicles inspected, right? You want to make sure you know what you're buying. Who's going to get it there? Um, Are you going to drive it there or are you going to go with them? Uh, to take it there and have it inspected. Assuming that all goes well, hopefully you know how to negotiate because now you're at the negotiating step, right? you got to make sure you uh, try and maximize your return on that really good vehicle because that's what that consumer is interested in it. Uh, And then, of course, are you going to get paid? you got to make sure you get paid before you release that vehicle. So there's a lot of things that come into play when you're selling a vehicle uh, privately, but it's worth it uh, for some people. Uh, only because it's the right vehicle and it's going to get them a basically significant amount of money in as as opposed to not, right?
0: Kevin's going through this right now. I did this a year ago, and I got to tell you that the biggest issue for me was resources. Getting the information to help me get through the process was really tough. It's one of the best parts about the website we've got going here is that you – you're basically guided along and it, it doesn't matter what part of the country and it's all, it's all being addressed. That It just seems so natural and so simple, Nick.
1: Yeah, I know, Brent, absolutely. And that, that was our goal with uh, with Carbiza. There's a lot that happens in the background. Uh, like, I mean, you're talking significant processing power and AI. It's, it's really an enterprise solution. But when you're utilizing the application, everything is really simple. Right? It's, it's as simple as you letting us know what you have. We'll give you the trade, the actual trade value, uh, where you sit with respect to the equity position on that car. We'll show you based uh, uh, on that trade that you're putting in what vehicles you qualify for. So we take that equity position. Of that vehicle into the deal structure. So if it's positive equity. It's almost like you have an additional deposit, right? So you have to finance less. So we take that into account. So anything, any, everything that we do for you makes it so, even though most consumers buy a car once every six years, you really don't have to think about it. You don't have to be an expert to go through our process and purchase a vehicle.
0: Why every six years? Is that just the natural you know what, that- progression? I've often wondered that.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's typically the stats. It's uh, usually your luxury uh, brands tend to have a turnover once every three years. People have the money. They like the best of the best, new sure. technology, new safety features, all that stuff, right? Uh, but for most people, uh, really, when you get into a loan, Sometimes, because of equity, and like I said, we'll get into that on the next podcast, you may not have a choice, right? You may have to hang on to the vehicle to a point where you've paid off the loan before you can actually sell it because of how much is owed on it and where it sits today. Yeah, so most of us will will basically replace the vehicle once every six to seven years.
0: What are some of the other big uh, things that people have to watch out for and that can be guided? Is there anything we're missing here?
1: You know what, just do your homework. In all honesty, do your homework, shop around. This is a significant purchase for you. The loan that you end up getting into if you're financing the vehicle, uh, the amount of the loan is is really going to be impacted by by what the value you get on your trade. Uh, That vehicle is worth money. Uh, you got to make sure you know you're gonna want the most amount of you for that vehicle. The dealer's gonna want to give you the least amount for that vehicle because again, they make money. They need to make money as well. So uh, with you doing your homework, you actually can make an informed decision on whether this is a good deal for you or not. Remember, keep in mind the the uh, tax differential, uh, right? That's significant when you're trading in a vehicle. And if it all makes sense, absolutely, then the trade is is Worthwhile. Now, if you have an older vehicle that's got 150,000 kilometers and over, the dealer doesn't want it, and it's always best to retail that vehicle. You'll always get, you know, a thousand to two thousand more than than you would expect at a dealership because that's over an affordable vehicle, 000. right? Yeah, over 150,000 is what you say. Wow. Yes, yeah. The dealer doesn't want it, right? He doesn't have much of a market for it. He's going to have to wholesale it. He's really going to give you a low offer on it because odds are it will probably go to auction. There's a cost to get it to auction. They have to detail a vehicle, clean it up. Somebody has to get it there and they have a seller's fee, right? Mm -hmm. So because he needs to get the proper amount of money on it, you're the one that's going to be paying for all of that based on the offer that you get from the dealer. So it's always best to retail a vehicle that's got 150,000 clicks or more.
2: Is there a rule of thumb, Nick, when you're shopping your vehicle for a trade-in value Is there a rule of thumb of what would be standard for trade-in value uh,
1: on on a vehicle? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's it's pretty difficult for most consumers out there to get the actual trade valuation, right? So what we do with Carbiza is that we'll give you that actual value. We we give you the black book trade-in value. Typically, that range is a little bit lower than wholesale. And the reason for that is that we're accounting for the frontline cost of the dealer, which is what they're utilizing. And that's the number they're going to use when they make you an offer. So when you go into the dealership, you know, if you're being lowballed based on wholesale, uh, you know, uh, basically, once you value your trade, whether you know what, I there's a significant amount of money. My tr- my trade valuation is coming up at $20,000. These vehicles are retailing at thirty. You know what, even if I do less than retail, average retail, I'm still gonna be ahead by $8,000 as opposed to giving up that $8,000, right? So you have that information for yourself to know which direction to go, right? Through Carbiza.
2: One other thing. So, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Kevin. So is there, so black book value is what people should gauge their traded value on? Is that what you're saying?
1: so in canada there's a couple of options so there's okay. black book value and in black book you can get retail wholesale and trade-in valuation
2: and that's right? public knowledge
1: uh, Anybody can that, look that up. You, you'll have to pay for that through black book but black book sometimes will offer it for uh really exchange of your contact information so they're they're willing to actually give you that if you do your homework you can get wholesale value on vehicles out there we do have now kelly blue book the wholesale uh valuation as well Um, but typically black book is the holy grail of auto financing because that's what the lenders will use to determine how much they'll finance a vehicle for. So most dealers really will look at that numbers, but they're not truly tied in. They're going to look at a few things they're going to look at when they value your vehicle. And you could, you could probably do the same thing yourself here. Okay. Your make model trim uh, conditions of your vehicle. Uh, The higher the mileage, the less the value. If you've had an accident on your vehicle, it's actually worth less as well because certain lenders will not finance a vehicle that's got an accident that's $5,000 or $7,500 and over. How many of those vehicles are available in the market? So market day supply. So if there's thousands of them out there, the dealer knows that they're not going to be able to sell it easily. So they're going to offer you less. Right. Um, uh, As well as, you know, they got to take their cost to get it front line ready into account. So if you actually just do your homework, see what retail is and then average about 15 to 25 percent less of the average retail. That's where you're going to typically see uh, a typical offer come in from the dealer.
0: I survived it. Kevin, you're going to survive it. And with Carbiza and the website, it sounds like this is going to be a snap, Nick.
1: Oh, absolutely. We make it so easy for you. It takes seconds to actually get the numbers that you need. Wow.
0: I missed out a year ago. Is there anything? <laughs> That's finally- what we're
1: here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything finally we should say before we wrap this up? You know what, as far as I'm concerned, do your homework and uh, beep. If you're trading in, be prepared for a low offer. Know that you can do better selling privately as long as you're willing and capable of going through that process.
0: Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our Carbiza podcast, and we hope it helps you in your search. On behalf of Kevin Wong, I'm Bryn Griffiths, and thanks for listening.